0: So who's the boss that's the month of march what we're going to be focusing on and inviting to keep asking that question who's the boss or to ask the question in a different way who's being given charge of my life Uh, because our participation in that is absolutely essential and uh, it's required about who is being given charge of my life and to a certain extent The answer is, uh, I am. We are. To a certain extent, we are given charge, given ability by God uh, who has equipped us and given us all that we need. And part of the answer is, yeah, we have some responsibility because of all the decisions we have to make for ourselves. Or when I was younger, I remember thinking, my parents are the bosses right now. But but man, when I moved out and I'm on my own, I'm going to be in charge. So uh, I ran away from home once when I was about 15, and uh, I wanted to be boss of my life, captain of my ship, king of my castle, large and in charge, lord of my rings, (laughs) (laughs) and I got about uh, 10 kilometers from home. Heading on my way, I thought, to Toronto. I got, I got about 10 kilometers from home. And that's when it struck me to hit me just how tiring it is to run away. <laughs> and how I, I, I really hadn't thought about food and uh, where I was going to live and so many other questions. And so I ended up turning around and, and uh, taking what, what, what I deserved when I got home. And I came to realize that as a child, as a university student, uh, as an employee, as a, a homeowner, as a spouse, as a parent, as an automobile driver, uh, that there's a, there are a lot of things that are outside of my control. And you've probably found that too. Anybody found that there are a few things that are out of your control in life? Uh, but there are still some things that we have some control over at least to an extent Uh, like how we spend our personal time or our discretionary time I want to say thank you to uh, uh, to those people who 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 submitted those running stories and thanks so much to TJ and to uh, to Brooklyn uh, for communicating those to us I was sitting in the back where I thought it was safe and so I asked Siri (laughs) I was whispering I said do you think it would be a good idea for me to give up my phone and data plan? <laughs> and she answered, I'm not able to answer that, Randall. <laughs> so apparently, uh, apparently she doesn't give advice so much. How we spend our personal time, how we handle our relationships. There's a lot of, there's a lot of our involvement in that, obviously. Where we put our faith how we spend our money and what we do with our possessions. Those are some of the things that we do have a certain amount of control over. And we have a decision uh, day after day after day. We we have decision about what am I going to do with these things? And am I ultimately going to be the one who holds on really tightly to them? And don't let anyone, let alone God, have any say in what I do with what's been given to me. Uh, Life is a gift, amen? Uh, These are the things that we're going to be looking at uh, over this month. And when war or natural disaster or sickness or whatever it may be, take life earlier than we expect, uh, I'm reminded of how precious life is. And at that time, I'm reminded that the time that I do have is an opportunity for me to live life well. Amen? Uh, But the question then is begged: I I would say, so what does living well look like? What does living well look like? Is it about making a big name for myself? Why, for me personally, I gave up on that one after university. Uh, Is life about making as much money as I can? I got some friends that's that's where they're at, but same for me, it's... uh, it's kind of late in the ball game for that. Uh, is it about successfully staying quiet and keeping out of trouble? <laughs> I think for a lot of people, that's that's kind of their mo. It's just I, I want to stay under the radar. I just want to I just want to go to work and I'll come back home and I'll huddle where I am and I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want anybody to bother me. Or is it about the survival of the grind? That after a while, life just seems to be a grind and. And it seems to be nothing more than just trying to survive through it because of all the challenges that come in life. Uh, I hope not. But all too often that becomes a reality. Those might be our answers. Uh, if there's really nothing more to live for than to here and now. If all that we have, and our understanding, our belief, is that all that we have is our time on earth, uh, those might be good answers, some of those. But if we are here by design, if we are here because of a designer or creator, rather than by chance, then life can be an amazing journey of purpose with the creator, with the designer. The one who knows us best, because if you've designed something, uh, there's a guy in France, I don't know if you've seen him, he's kind of like a rocket man. And... uh, It's amazing how he he flies uh like he's got wings on his back i mean they're stiff wings mind you but but he's got this contraption that he can lift off the ground and then he can fly i think he was going a couple hundred kilometers an hour like he was he was booting but he knows that invention better than anybody else does because he was he was the creator of it the designer of it and in the same way life i believe is intended to be a journey along with the one who is ultimately our designer and then we can experience through all kinds of circumstances we can experience peace and hope and joy even sometimes when it's really hard even sometimes when it's really hard this earth that we inhabit uh, isn't it stunning uh, I would I think it I think it'd be absolutely cool to be able to get up and see the earth from that vantage point. My only problem is that I'm afraid of heights, so it'd be a little bit of a problem having a heart attack on the way up. But the perfect alignment of this earth, the perfect alignment of the earth with the sun, with the moon is just so perfect. It's so aligned and in sync that I, 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 can't, I can't believe it didn't have a designer who loves what he created and everyone in it. And here we are on this gorgeous planet. We're given the opportunity, the Bible says in the first book of the Bible in Genesis, to populate it or to be fruitful and multiply and to be stewards of it. Uh, And a steward is is basically just somebody who takes care of it. And so these weeks are are about what we might call stewardship. Uh, How are we taking care of the things that God has put within our grasp and he's, he's given for us to take care of? Here we are on this gorgeous planet, given this great opportunity to take care of it, and we're not doing a very good job, are we? Uh, I had no idea, I had no idea, and I I feel a little foolish, I had no idea, I I just learned in the past year, I didn't know it was legal for people to take boats out in the ocean and dump their garbage. I didn't know that. Anybody else not know that? Yeah, I had no idea. Now, there are certain things in certain places. Apparently, there, there are marine rules, marine laws about that. But after having gone through the series on Jonah and the big fish, right, and Nahum and, and the sequel of what happened to Nineveh uh, about 150 years later, and then I see these beautiful, incredible creations of God, these whales, absolutely majestic creatures, who are dying and being found because they have I've heard as many as 100 kilograms of plastic that they have ingested and they have starved to death because they don't have the nutrients that they need to survive and that's not acceptable I mean the 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 dumping of plastic I understand that would probably be illegal but I think of this incredible earth that we are on. Even the beauty of today. And we're not doing a great job of being stewards of, of all the things God has, has given to us. And I would say we need help. You know, I would say with all of the killing that goes on in the world. With all of the hatred that there is in, in, in the world. I'd say we need some help. I'd say we need outside intervention. And we see that help in Jesus. We see that hope in Jesus whose birth and life and death and resurrection are unlike anybody else who has ever lived. And he invites us to follow him, invites us to experience with him the opportunity that we've been given to live on this earth and then to have that incredible anticipation that when our time here is finished, that we can go, as Pastor Wayne said, to that house, to that mansion, whatever whatever it is, whatever it actually looks like. That Jesus said, I am going there to prepare a place for you. Our newest staff member, James Park, who's, who's over at Plattsville today, uh, speaking at, at, the, at the EMC church there. He spends half, half of his ministry, half of his time he spends with a ministry called E3 Partners. And about 11 years ago, uh, E3 Partners started a movement called I Am Second. Anybody heard of that? I Am Second. And it is, uh, it's, at, it's at IAmSecond.com is is where it is. And so many inspiring stories are told by the people of E3 Partners Ministry of people whose lives have been transformed by the love and the power of Jesus. and And that's what, blesses my heart, and encourages me uh, in my personal walk with Jesus. And so our purpose as a church is summed up in the phrase, we are here to be helping people follow Jesus. Our, our, we want for our MO to be, for our, our DNA to be about helping people to follow Jesus. And this morning as we ask, who is the boss of your time? How do we decide how to spend our discretionary time? Because there's a lot of time that, that we, we don't have control over, right? Uh, Got to go to work. Got to go to school. Who's the boss? TikTok. Here's some, some statements, some phrases about time. The two most powerful warriors are patience and time. Leo Tolstoy wrote that. Time is money. Who's ever said that, Right? Uh, that's attributed to Benjamin Franklin, but it's, it's thought that, that it, it, the phrase had been around before him. Uh, time waits for no one. How many times do people say, where did the time go? I can't believe it. Uh, I can't believe that we're here at this place. Um, some parents are probably thinking, I can't believe my, my, my baby is graduating this year. Time is the most valuable thing a person can spend and time is the wisest counselor of all, were a couple of statements that were made by some Greek philosophers. Fun fact. Yesterday was February 29th, right? Leap year. And I learned that apparently the reason that we have that extra day every year is to keep in sync with the seasons. Otherwise, what I learned was we would currently be in July of 2021. That's how many leap years uh, there have been. So uh, good thing for that, because this weather has not felt like uh, July, right? (laughs) I want to invite you to read with me a few verses uh, from the book of James. James was a brother to Jesus, one of the letters that's contained in the Bible in the New Testament. I want to invite you with me. Uh, Let's read this together, can we? Now listen. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. This was directed at certain individuals uh, who had some influence. And when James wrote this letter, he was just saying to them, man, you got to get your priorities right. Uh, it's 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 not all about what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to gain and we can't control all that will happen tomorrow right we can't control all that will happen tomorrow we don't know what will happen tomorrow just this past week we, there was another there was a big accident just at this corner thank thank the lord nobody was was seriously injured cuz one of the cars got 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 beat up very badly We have people to see, we have places to go, we have things to do, right? Uh, But we don't know what all will happen tomorrow. I think a few weeks ago, none of us had ever heard of anything called the novel coronavirus. But now it's causing more and more anxiety across the world because it's spreading. Proverbs 27 verse 1 reads, Don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Those are just sage, sage words. We can't control all that will happen tomorrow, but we can control where we put our faith ultimately. Uh, 2,000 years after Jesus and James, you know, the, the pace is way faster, the population is much higher, and the world is this incredible global village. We can communicate with people instantly all over the globe. but we all still have the same essential struggles and those ultimate questions to answer. Uh, who am I re- who am I really? Where did we really come from ultimately? and where am I going? I mean, we have those te- that temporally, but they're also the big order questions because we wonder, is this all that there is? This time on earth, is this all that there is? And a a few months ago, I had the privilege of of visiting Stuart Schmidt, who who passed away this morning, to visit him and Diana at home. And uh, as we talked about reality, he said two things that just, they meant so much to me. He said, I'm not afraid to die. Isn't that great when people can talk about that? Um, I know it it can be incredibly frightening. And he said, uh, I'm ready to go if that would be what God would allow. He said, I'm not afraid to die, and I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, if it comes to that. We can't control what will happen tomorrow. We can't control where we put our faith. And Jesus modeled where to prioritize our time. Because I want to keep coming back to. If if we're about following Jesus, then I want to keep coming back to. So did Jesus have anything to say or to do related to whatever the situation that we can learn from? And I believe about the use of time, uh, it's good for followers of Jesus to say, to look at him and say, well, how did Jesus, how did you prioritize your time? And should I, should I learn from that and how I spend at least some of my time? And, and, and here's what I came away with as I was talking to the Lord about that this week. I asked, who did Jesus spend the most time with? And there were three main groups that came to mind. The first was people who are marginalized. Uh, Jesus was known as, as an exception from all the rabbis. He was an exception for all of the religious teachers, it seemed. That, that he spent time with people that others would ignore. He spent time with people that others would condemn. And so Jesus was called a drunkard and a glutton because he spent time with people. He enjoyed life. He'd never sinned. But he spent time with people. And when the establishment looked at him and saw the things he was doing, he said, yeah, you're just a glutton and a drunkard. And yet Jesus did so many mind-boggling things while he was Time was here on earth. He would also spend time with, with what the religious leaders called sinners. Tax collectors who were just abhorred uh, by, by the people of their day because they ripped people off. And prostitutes. The kinds of people that, that, that many of us would say, you know, they don't look like me, they don't sound like me, I'm just going to kind of avoid them. But they were the people that Jesus went to and those are the people who were drawn to jesus because they knew that jesus would speak truth to them but he wouldn't judge them in the sense that he would condemn them and i think it's really important for us to remember that often often people use that phrase no judgment don't judge me Uh, but the reality is we're judging people all the time right because we have to analyze and we have to discern. But what we do with the knowledge that we have is what's really important. How we handle it, what we say to people, how we say it to people. So Jesus Jesus could say to somebody like he did with a person caught in adultery. He said, go and stop sinning. Go and sin no more. But he did that after he had intervened because the religious leaders had said, we want to stone this woman. And Jesus actually came and stood up for her. And then, when everybody left, he said, All right, go and sin no more. It would have rocked her world, wouldn't it? It would have rocked her world. So, Jesus spent time with those who were marginalized, and he spent time with those that he was purposely investing in to model the message to succeeding generations his disciples. He spent loads of time with his disciples in the three years that he was here. And then when he left, he said, all power has been given to me and in my name, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He said, you go and you make disciples. You follow my lead. Those were the final words of Jesus. That the pivotal thing for us as followers of Jesus is that we will be engaged in making disciples. God does that transformation in the heart, and then we say, Lord, how can I help out? How can I help? And how can I continue to be discipled in my life? And Jesus called just twelve ordinary working class dudes who knew he, he that he knew were serious about his message and they would be faithful to live it and pass it on. And I I want to be like that. I, I don't want to be selfish in my faith. I, w- I want to help people. And it's such a privilege for me to be on a staff where, where part of my role is to invest in our staff members and, and, and to love them and to, to, to be a pastor and, and to be a leader to them. It's an incredible privilege. And to do that also uh, with them for us as an entire congregation. And then for that to spill over into the community. To spill over into the world just like the rectors are are in the check. And the third group or the third person that Jesus spent a lot of time with was with his heavenly father. Was with God. And listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit because Jesus said my food is to do the will of my father. And he set as as incredible an example as anyone ever could when the night that he was betrayed by one of his own disciples. And he's in the garden praying to God at this Lent time. But right on that, what we celebrate is Good Friday. And Jesus said, Father, if you could take this from me, uh, I'd be good with that. But may it be your will, not mine. And that's very much what James is saying to people. And you guys have have not only made plans, but you've made plans and you boast about them and you are self-confident and cocky in those things. It's not about making plans, it's wrong, but it's about the attitude that comes with it that you don't leave room for. Well, maybe I should leave some room to make time with people who are marginalized like Jesus did. And I encourage you even right now to be asking the Holy Spirit, so, so who, who in my circle of influence or, or who in my sphere is somebody who for whatever reason is pushed off to the side and people don't want to be with him, people don't want to be with her, that the Holy Spirit may nudge and say, you know what? Even if it doesn't seem popular even if it looks like it might be compromising, I want you to befriend that person. Because there are so many people who I read about and they're young and they're, ne- they're in the obituaries and at the end of the listing it reads, please make a donation to mental health. And I, I don't want to miss the opportunity that the Holy Spirit might give me to befriend somebody who's marginalized. I want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to help people grow in their relationship with Jesus. And I want people to speak into my life so that I will continue to grow and be discipled. And I want to spend significant time listening to and talking to our Heavenly Father that incredible heavenly parent who loves us so much that he gave his son, whoever would believe in him, follow him, would have no concern about what happens after this life, but would have eternal life. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Uh, I, I, know, I, I know he's been convicting me that even when I stop at intersections, at a light, and and there's somebody on the island to my left with a cardboard sign, and my first reactions are often not right. Because I have no idea what their backstory is. I have no idea why they're where they are. And when I make that assumption, which my flesh will do at times... I get checked in my spirit and say, you know what? You actually should probably give them something. And it's not up to you to control what they do with it. It's not up to me to control what they do with it. Or is the Holy Spirit, would he be speaking to you today to say, you know, there's somebody that you know um, who really needs to hear about Jesus? Or who knows Jesus and and needs somebody to come alongside in a personal way to help them grow in their faith and their understanding. And I want to spend time. I, I I like I I like and I like, but I want to love more and more to spend time with God, listening. To spend time reading His Word, I just read a chapter a day of His Word. And say, so Lord, how, how can I how can I learn from this? How does this affect my life? May you and I, may you and I be able to let to let go of ultimately controlling our time. Amen. That that we have to to a certain extent, but how can I give up my time to do the things that Jesus did? There were many other things that Jesus did, but those are the people that the main people that He spent His time with. Lord, uh, help me to be like that. Help me to be like that. I'm going to invite um, Shmai. I'm going to invite you and the students to come. I'm going to pray as you come. And uh, bless you as you sing again. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, come on up while I pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We sang about, he's not in the grave. But Lord, we recognize that you are risen from the dead. We recognize there is nobody like you. We recognize, as Jesus himself declared, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And Jesus said, come to me if you're burdened. Come to me if life is stressing you. And spiritually sit at my feet. Oh, Lord, I, I, I need to do that more and more. In order that, Lord, help me to be a good disciple maker. And Lord, for anyone who's here today, again, who feels I've got so little to offer, we, we speak against that in the name of Jesus. Because it's a lie. It's a lie about value and self-worth. That is not anchored in Jesus. That is not anchored in hope. That is not anchored in you Lord. Oh God I I, I so pray for freedom from that. In the name of Jesus. A recognition. That you have made what you made. And it was good. And it was very good. And you want to inhabit those precious people. That you created with, with the Holy Spirit. To completely completely blow our minds and change our lives for good. So thank you even now for speaking as you do, speaking as you will, about how we can spend our time intentionally and in a way that honors and glorifies you. Lord, I thank you again for these these wonderful students and their director and their two teachers who are singing with them. And Lord... As they, as they sing a closing song, um, sing through them, I pray. Because what a beautiful, beautiful sound that they make. And I, I have no doubt you love it. In Jesus' name, amen.